right, so welcome to e-commerce straight talk. We're here with Aiden Dela Cruz talking about all things e-commerce trends, updates, what's going on in the world of e-com. Aiden, how are you doing? Doing great, man. Awesome. Doing good. Doing good. I'm you know, here we're in about to... Florida. So yeah. Know, every no, day is it's... a vacation. I'm on the West Coast, and I don't know if you've uh, sort of heard, but it's it was 111 here yesterday. Yeah, you guys are in a furnace, man. What is going on over there? Yeah, no, it's um, it's not, it's nuts. It's supposed to be just as hot today, and then tomorrow's like 102. It's supposed to cool down to 102. Wow. But yeah, being in Oregon, it's like um, very rarely do we get things this hot. I can't remember the last time it was over 100 degrees. So wow. Yeah, it's, it's I was seeing ridiculous. the news. It was like 130 in some parts of like the Valley of California somewhere. That's insane to me. I I, I didn't even know temperatures can get that high. <laughs> no, dude. And and the worst part is, is like I was, you know, my wife and I were talking like, hey, we should go to the coast. Like, oh, yeah, mm. brilliant idea. We're a little too late to that show. Like mm. coast is just packed. Like the streets were empty this weekend. Oh, um, but yeah, I still had to get stuff done. But um. Yeah, so talking, you know, you know, sort of segueing into e-commerce in the sure. summer and Fourth of July, um, you know, it's it's interesting to sort of see the patterns, the purchase behavior, the buying patterns that have sort of happened over the past year. You know, twenty twenty was a wacko year. Uh, moving yeah. to twenty twenty one, I don't know. Are you seeing any, you know, sort of performances and products sort of shift? Anything yeah, that a lot actually. Um, well, I, I can I can kind of talk about a few of them, um, you know. So as you know, I'm I'm currently uh, heading up success at uh, Revealbot, which is you know uh, automation software for Facebook. Uh, a lot of ecom folks and uh, agencies use us for, you know, just managing ad accounts, you know, uh, automating strategies, things of that nature. <clears throat> so I'm in a unique position where I get to talk to a lot of ecom. Uh, brand owners, digital marketer, strategists, you know, you name it. And um, it's interesting to see the kinds of challenges and things that are going on in the industry right now. Um, some of the things I can point out to is, you know, obviously with the iOS uh, 14 change, uh, attribution definitely is something that uh, is becoming an issue. Um, now, some folks will say like, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. But listen, I'm only I'm only I'm only talking representative of what I've seen with real people who are spending real money, right? So, um, one thing one thing that I've kind of st struck out to me um, is the fact that prior to the to the iOS update, you know, it was pretty normal, right? I would say typical to see some kind of uh, variance in attribution not being up to snuff, right? Like usually like 10, 15% is what I saw on average. Yeah. Um, post uh, iOS 14.5 rollout. Uh, I've noticed the change be up to almost 50% in terms of uh, inaccuracies, which, you know, if you're, if you're um, uh, an e-com uh, brand owner, marketer, like that is rough because that means that you can't trust, you know, more than half of the data you get from Facebook. So uh, outside attribution, I would say right now is key um, to a lot of folks. Um, I've, I've been kind of... Uh, I, and, and keep in mind, this is not a pitch to this company. This is just something that I've been seeing. Uh, I've been running into this company called Get Elevar as a as a solution for uh, and there's and there's a bunch of them. You know, there's Hyros and you know whatever uh, Supermetrics. But Get Elevar is interesting because they use um, Google Analytics and Google Tag Managers for attribution, and 
coincidentally, they can push all that data to a spreadsheet, which Revealbot can use because it's all, you know, third party stuff. But interesting. Yeah, man. But that's that's one thing um, for sure that I've seen that that's definitely uh, becoming more and more current and, and, and popping up in my ecosystem uh, a, a lot. Um, in terms of um, other, uh, uh, well, here's another, here's another interesting thing. And this is, you know, my observation. Um, and this is just chatter. I mean, I, I don't know, cause I'm not, I'm not in these ad accounts. So this is, this might uh, not be hundred percent accurate, but um, we do have a group where we kind of see um, essentially our, our top clients. And, you know, there's definitely some chatter there about um, existing strategies that don't, seem to be working anymore or they're not scaling the same so there's definitely some some um there's definitely some changes i mean it's definitely affecting a lot of folks i, I don't know uh what your thought is on that I'm, I'm curious to know what you've seen uh considering your you know your, your background and what you guys do yeah so in essence it's just chaos <laughs> right that's that's the bottom line every it seems to be every account a little different right mm-hmm. um yeah that too so we used to be able to have, you know, cookie cutter strategies that work for just about everybody. Um, and now it's like each brand is so different in its own little way because our targeting options have changed, right? Our, our, like, even if we're still targeting broad audiences, we only get a sliver of that. So let's say we put in Facebook, hey, we want to touch men and women 19 to 64, right? That's 200 uh-huh. million people, whatever, however many it is, right? <clears throat> well, Facebook's still only going to give us one to 10% of that, right? So it's still a small chunk. Uh-huh. And so it's like, how can you continue to touch, you know, if you have this giant bubble of who your market is and you're only touching one to 10% of that market, how can you continue to touch the other percentages of that market? So then that's when you have to get a little um, creative and before we used to be able to just create different lookalike campaigns and, and do all that, but it's not, it's not working. Yeah. It's not working much. And so we're, we're finding that we're using interest groups, stacking up interest groups. Um, but even on top of that, the worst part is, is that even when we're testing right now, it's like, we can take what we learn and sort of apply it. But at the end of the day, we still don't know whether or not that's the new normal, right? right? Because it's still changing. Yeah. So even, even tests now. that we, yeah, even tests that we did yesterday that might work today, tomorrow they might not work, right? So it's just a, it's just a constant sort of battle that we're pushing through, and and so it's just about being conservative and and focusing on, you know, your your product, that market, and your creative, and so I yeah. think those those are three things that you need to focus on. I I, I think Facebook must be really kind of uh, working towards uh, some solutions on this. Uh, I can't imagine, you know, they'd be kind of just laying back and, you know, just leaving things as is. I know that they're working on some modeling things and and whatnot to kind of help. Um, but with, you know, with all that being said, I, I can tell you two different things that I've been telling folks um, in terms of, you know, because, because listen, I have a lot of people that come to me and they're like, hey, man, like, what would you do in this situation? Right. Like, what well, you know, yeah. and I, I'm an, I'm a traditional mark marketing guy right so i i always look at things from the lens of principles you know i look at things uh through the lens of you know i don't i don't look at any one traffic source as like the be all end all of uh, of of my campaigns or my marketing journey or, or, or my ability to generate a result right so i look at 
Facebook and all these other platforms as just a vehicle. And sometimes these vehicles change, right? Uh, one of the things that uh, is kind of interesting, and this is kind of at least what I've learned, and I don't know how accurate this is. I mean, this is just, you know, what I'm seeing in terms of what seems to be working for some folks is um, number one, they're keeping, uh, in terms of campaigns and, and uh, trying to figure out how to optimize, how to generate traffic, you know, iOS 14.5 comes into play once you take people out of the Facebook app. But as long as they're in the Facebook app and they're in the Facebook ecosystem, um, they're not necessarily affected too much, uh, at least from my understanding. And um, I can tell you that, like, for folks who do lead generation, instead of uh, generating leads off-site, what they're doing is they're using the Facebook lead forms, uh, Facebook lead form objective more, and, and kind of just forgetting, you know, just bypassing that altogether. Um, the other thing, when it comes to just principles, uh, you, you know, you mentioned lookalikes, right? So one mm -hmm. of the things I've been advising, and this is something that I would do personally, is like, look, you know, just because you can't generate highly uh, or high quality lookalike audiences on Facebook, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, you still can't reach those folks because, um, you know, it's just a matter of changing the channel. And what I mean by that is, you know, maybe you're driving traffic to a landing page and um, you're, you're building lookalikes on Google, or maybe you're building, uh, you know, uh, audiences for, for YouTube. Maybe, maybe the strategy is no longer to target folks on uh, using lookalikes, but rather using different channels to reach those folks, right? Uh, the other thing is, is taking ownership of your first party data, man, <laughs> you know, go back to, go back yeah. to collecting emails and owning the, owning the traffic source itself, right? Uh, if you have a, if you have a name and an email address, uh, obviously that, that creates more work for you as a marketer, right? Or as a, as a brand, but at the very least you can control that traffic. Um, and uh, there's no, you know, there's no iOS 14 <laughs> that's going to stop you from emailing somebody, you know? Yeah. And I, so, when I think I mean, to, to sort of segue that, um, I think first party data is, is so important for brands to, to like have control over. Um, the, you know, we've been sort of taking for granted so much like utilizing platforms like facebook where we're oh just yeah like, oh we've been they, spoiled they, man are you kidding they, me <laughs> they <laughs> the have golden the data. years are over man <laughs> yeah they have the data we'll just pay them and then they'll find figure out people for us right like mm -hmm. um and that's and that's over and but i'm i'm fine with that like honestly like it's just you gotta step up our game a little bit it's not even that mm -hmm. much um the cool thing is is apple and facebook have come to an agreement so App on June, starting June 30, so basically at the end of the month, um, Apple is going to start passing off purchase uh, events to Facebook. Mm. So that last that last event, whatever your last event is, they're going to send that out. So it's going to be interesting too because what does that do? That's just another change that interrupts everything, right? So anything that we've had going on this month that we've sort of been trying to figure out is now going to yeah. go out the window, and we're going to have to restart all over again next month. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like that's kind of the nature of the beast with Facebook, man. It's it's one of those things that I that I hate. Right. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, a big part of me also likes that to some degree, only because, you know, I, I tend to stick to principles. Right. And I feel like if you stick to principles, you know, whatever obstacles are 
put in front of you, um, you know, you'll be able to overcome, right? As long as you understand principles. And I think, um, you know, at, at least for, for, for guys like us in, in the marketing industry, right? Whether you're doing econ, whether you're doing Legion or whatever. Um, uh, and I've seen these comments, man. I mean, it's not just me, you know, uh, wishing my, uh, my feelings on people, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of feel like, hey, this, this, this creates a bigger opportunity for the guys who, who've been in the game for a long time you know, have hustled and, and just kind of go through these barriers. And unfortunately that's a part of, uh, part of Facebook, you know, we have, we have to deal with. Um, and I think it presents a big opportunity really for, for, for folks who really just want to get in, get in there and, and, you know, grind it out and figure this stuff out because the reality is, man, business, businesses are lazy, right? I can't tell you how many uh, businesses that I've like, um, coached or, or worked with or consulted and to, and to your point, right? Oh yeah. You know, everything is so easy. You just create lookalikes and whatever. And people tend to be, because it's so easy, they tend to not do the other things that make a business a business, which is to focus, you know, that one of, one of my mentors taught me, um, you know, he's had this phrase that the number one, uh, uh, enemy in business is the number one, right? The one, one of anything is always a bad thing. You know, you can't have mm-hmm. one client, you can't have one traffic source. You can't have, you know, one source of income the worst number uh, in business is one. And uh, that's always stuck to me because you have situations like this that come across. And at the end of the day, none of us control Facebook. So you can't rely on just one, a one trick pony, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I think we saw that like coming out 2019 uh, before the pandemic even hit, it's like Omni channel is the way to go. It is the future. Um, you know, I don't know how many times I've harped on this, the sheer fact that, you know, of what's going on with the iOS issues, I think is actually beneficial because it now forces brands to have a different mindset. Everyone for so long has been so focused on ROI, which makes sense, right? If you're a new company, you need cash flow. ROI is super important, but you cannot live or die by ROI. Otherwise you will die. Right. Yeah. And at a certain point, you have to sort of elevate your game and you have to start taking risks where you may not know the full like picture of it, right? You know, the end result, you know, the sales and the revenue you're getting, but you may not know where everything comes from and that's okay, right? It's, it's annoying, right? And we've had it very, you know, really good with Facebook and giving us all this data. But even then, even in the best of times, Facebook hasn't been 100% accurate. Google Analytics hasn't been 100% accurate. Like these platforms still aren't like all the way there. So it's, it's sort of like we have to look at this, this, the big picture of how much revenue are we bringing in? How much money are we spending across all platforms? If we do XYZ thing in combination with each other, will we see a higher result and that's that how you determine that formulas through your MER your marketing efficiency rating uh, and so I think making those adjustments and helping brands really shift that mindset which is very tough right no no one likes to change 100%. right 100%. chaos chaos is, is 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 sort of inevitable um and you know being a business owner or running a business or running anything really it's like you just have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and 100%. that's and that's really where we're at. Um, now taking that, and, and I know I, I've just sort of like jumped right over it, but I'd love to hear more about RevealBot and what you guys got going on there. Sure. Uh, well, look, I mean, RevealBot is a, um, you know, it's an automation platform, 
really. Um, it started uh, about five years ago um, as a Slack um, kind of a tool. Uh, they're based uh, out of Moscow, and um, you know, it's a great team, man. They 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 build a fantastic product, and basically, it's it's a product really for. It's really a product for marketers. I, I kind of, uh, you know, sometimes the way I describe it is kind of like a Swiss army knife, right? Where a lot of folks come to the come to the platform for, you know, to utilize one tool in, in the suite of tools that we have. Uh, mo mm -hmm. Most of the time it's uh, for automation, smart rules. Um, basically it's, it's, these are the kinds of rules that you really can't do in Facebook uh, native. Uh, interestingly enough, it's actually, we, we also have a higher priority level of API access than Facebook native, which is kind of weird, uh, considering, you know, native is part of the integrated into ad manager, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it allows you to create, uh, rules and, uh, affect actions on your ad account that you normally wouldn't be able to do with an ad manager. So, um, it's very powerful in that sense. Uh, the other thing is, um, you know, the, the whole idea of the Swiss Army knife is, you know, uh, I tell folks like, hey, you can come to the platform, use the thing that you want, but, you know, there's a lot of power in using a lot of the other tools together. So, for example, uh, we have a, a function called uh, bulk creation, which, you know, it's just like your typical bulk creation tool that you would find at any other any other platform. You put in some copy, you put in some images, and it just spins up multiple variations. The only key difference with Reveal is that you can take a lot of those um, initial, let's say, bulk creations, layer rules on top of them uh, to, let's say, I don't know, maybe you want to uh, split test and figure out which ads are winners. You can then layer on other rules on top of that that take your winners and automatically adjust budgets, auto scale, auto scale them, downscale them based on performance. So it's, it actually takes a lot of the things that you would normally do as a marketer to um, go in into the ad account and you know uh, periodically check and make modifications. Well, if you know exactly what those things are, you can actually set those processes on autopilot, which is crazy. Uh, especially for folks uh, in the e-com space that are dealing with hundreds, if not thousands of products. Uh, I mean, it's a total game changer, right? So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting. It's a really great tool. Um, they actually offer a 14 day trial if anybody wants to check it out. And, um, you know, you'll probably be talking to somebody like me if you, you know, if you need some help setting it up. So that's kind of what I do is I help folks, you know, take a look at what they're doing and kind of help them implement it. And sometimes I have to turn people away, <laughs> believe it or not, because, uh, you know, this is not a tool that is like a, it's not a silver bullet, right? So it's not something that, um, you know, can just take your, your marketing and, and uh, you know, automatically fix it. Because believe it or not, we have folks that come in with, um, you know, uh, businesses or campaigns that aren't, um, that aren't engineered properly. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, automation can't fix that. Right. Because, you know, if you put garbage into automation, you just get garbage out of it. So you need to obviously understand what you're doing in your business, what your metrics are, what your numbers are, what your goals are. And then once you have those things, then using automation makes sense. You know? No, absolutely. And I think really, you know, how we use it um, in our agency is, is really to help increase efficiency. Right. It's like, how can we um, trim the fat on an account? 
Um, and yeah. we so that's how we use reveal by and the, yeah the problem is with native rules they just don't work it's so odd yeah man you isn't know? that weird i mean you would think you know listen I, i've been to facebook uh i think twice in the new york headquarters mm-hmm. and as impressive as uh facebook i don't know if you've ever been to any of their headquarters but it's very very impressive in terms of the how big the organization is yeah. but something i've realized uh being there um you know, for, for the two times that I was invited there is how disorganized the organization is because you have, um, you know, you have like teams and teams of people that work on subset of the product. And then what ends up happening is like any little change that happens goes up multiple levels of, of support, uh, or, or command, I guess. Um, and it's kind of interesting. Uh, I, I had the displeasure of being in certain communications with, with some of their teams and um, just, and I, the initial thought was, Holy cow, man, these guys are like all over the place. Like <laughs> no one, yeah. the right foot doesn't know what the left foot is doing. And like, clearly it, it shows in the end product. Right. Cause you have things that like you would think would work and they don't, you know, natively. Yeah. Well, that, that reminds me of a story. So we did, um, we launched a book with one of the, um, VP of product marketing over at Facebook. She wrote a book. We helped her launch it. Um, we didn't get a uh, New York times bestseller. We're like 11, you know, only the top 10 for the week mm-hmm. sales get it. Um, we were 11th. It was the same week that Michelle Obama released. Oh. So it was like, oh. yeah, um, possible, man. <laughs> but we made a bunch of other lists, you know, the wall street journal, best times and all this other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, so her and her husband both work at Facebook and they've been there since like it started. Um, and they were at the campus there. Yeah. in in the Bay area. And so it was like, we were working together and then like Facebook went down for like a day or two. Right. This happens randomly all the time. Right. And I just, I just hit them up. I was like, Hey, what's going on? And they're they're basically like, uh, no one knows everyone's hiding. Right. Who broke it? (laughs) It's like, it's like no one knows what happened and how to fix it. It's just multi-billion dollar company. (laughs) Yeah. Just chaos. (laughs) No one knows a thing. Oh man. Yeah. It's nuts. But, um, no, yeah. Facebook, I swear if they could figure out, they would be the best if they could figure out how to like take like Amazon, Amazon level of support and move it to face facebook is like the oh worst support team oh my god yes on the face of the earth and yes. even for no, even no for those... shade don't ban my ad account <laughs> no shade but still no, i mean the, that the is, problem that is true. i think the problem is is like there's so many different layers right and there's yeah. layers of security for the support staff so like if you talk to them you can talk to somebody in austin you submit a ticket they get the ticket once it's completed on their end once they hit complete like they don't even oh, know if it's right. fully done they just assume it is and they can't go back to it Right, they can't look into it again. None of that, and so it's just constantly it's like a round robin. Who are you going to get this time? Yeah, um, yeah. it's so, a look of the draw. Sometimes you know, sometimes you'll get somebody who actually like reads the ticket and like, you know, has some 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 form of sympathy. Yeah, <laughs> and then or, most or of like, the time it's just denied, denied, denied. <laughs> yeah, or or knows what they're actually doing or what's going on, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I I imagine too, like I don't know for sure, but I imagine they probably turnover rates probably pretty high. They probably jump around a lot, you know. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I would say Snapchat probably has the best sort of account managers because they're all in one location and they all chat with each other. You know, it's so funny like, to me. It's it's not like they don't have the money to to have a good support system. You know, uh, I can't imagine um, 
I mean, I, I look granted, I know there's millions of people advertising on Facebook, right? But um, I, 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 I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I feel like, you know, for the amount of money that's being spent on the platform, I feel like there should be some level of accountability on Facebook side. Um, you know, they've operated. And listen, as a marketer, I'm very grateful for their platform. So, you know, no, no shade towards towards Facebook. But with that being said, um, you know, uh, they need to get their shit together, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, like, come on, man, it's been 10 years. Like, let's figure this out guys, you know? <laughs> well, and that's where, that's where we sort of sit with, you know, the, we have the iOS 14.5 and then the 14.6 update. Um, and I think we're a little bit above 70% adoption rate, which is pretty good. Um, but so over time, we'll, it'll increase stability due to that. The, the thing is, is like, we're still sort of, everyone's still sort of like relying on Facebook to figure this out. We're like, no one's coming to save you, man. Yeah. Um, when in reality, we should be looking at long-term um, strategies and benefits. And, and 100%. I don't know why that seems harder than it is. Cause it's not, it really isn't. It's just those, we've been so used to quick wins for so long that it's hard to focus on long-term. That's what I'm saying, man. I feel like everybody's been spoiled. You know, you have, you, you look, I, I feel like the golden age of, of Facebook is over. I think this new phase that we're entering is going to force, it, it's going to force people to really think about the business and really think about processes and, and make really smart decisions. Because look, the cost of advertising is not going down. It's only going up, which means that, um, you know, everything you do has to be even much more effective. Um, and this is kind of what I was alluding to earlier about, you know, opportunities for people in, in the digital marketing space is that, uh, you know, if, if you understand things on a principle level, then, um, you know, you can overcome a lot of these challenges, but just by understanding like, hey, this is, you know, this too will pass, but, it, but at the same time, you can also engineer your way out of problems. Uh, if you can uh, holistically, holistically look at the problem for what it is right um you know the attribution is one thing but uh you know uh, just just principles in terms of campaign creation is another like i can't even like for example i can't tell you how many people i talk to that come to reveal about like on a trial and you know they're just checking it out and like ecom folks and you can relate to this because you're in that space um you know like aov right Average mm -hmm. order value is probably one of the critical components to running an e-com store, right? Uh, if you don't have, you know, I don't know. I, I usually say about 50 bucks, you know, if it's not within that range, it's kind of hard to scale like yeah. on Facebook as if you're paying for, you know, mid-price product and you're paying for advertising, you're either going to break even uh, or make very little profit, which is going to make it very hard for you to scale. I can't tell you how many folks I come across where their AOV is like, 10 bucks or 15 bucks and they want to use automation to, to scale. And it's like, you know, that's a, that's a, that's not a, an automation problem. That's a <laughs> marketing brand yeah. problem, business problem. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. It's um, so yeah. like AOV, I think on our, in our checklist, right. AOV is like one of the top, right. First of all, do you have good product market fit, right? That's always number one. Does the market actually want, what you're selling um but aov is like number two and i'd say like for us i'm happy whenever i see it, anything over 100 bucks i'm like ecstatic I'm like there we go all right cool 
when we get anything below like we got a live 60, one <laughs> yeah when we get below 60 that's when things get interesting you can mm -hmm. still do it you can still still scale pretty high just depending on the product uh -huh. how you can um the the idea is even when you're dealing with products uh, under that you're looking at how to bundle how to increase aov that's what you're looking for so so yeah and and very rarely i mean i don't know how maybe we've worked with one company over the past three years who had an aov of like under 20 dollars. it is very tough because you're directly competing with amazon now right that's mm -hmm. it like Amazon sort of owns that world. And on top of that, you're even with your cost for CPMs and stuff, you're just not going to, it's not going to be cost effective. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, sort of taking from there, talking about products and, and, and whatnot, um, and, and sort of looking at like what's, what's been working and strategies that have been working. Um, have you noticed anything that's sort of new or trending or out of the ordinary that's been working? lately for you know strategies on facebook or instagram or any social platform um you know so this this differs really for every for every type of this really depends on the business model right mm. um so i've been fortunate enough to be on the on the looking glass side of things to talk to a lot of businesses and i mean there's so many different business models out there e-com uh, legion agencies, you know, traffic arbitrage, actually, it's kind of interesting. I, I've met a couple of arbitrage guys. Um, and, um, you know, if we're talking about e-com specifically, I think um, the one thing that I've noticed, at least with our probably our better performing clients, is that they, they take into consideration the full spectrum end to end of a marketing campaign. And what I mean by that is I'll have folks who come on the platform and, you know, they're essentially a one trick pony. You know, they have an ad, they have, you know, a landing page and this is what they've been, they've built their entire business on is running these ads and having a landing page and maybe having, you know, a couple of discount codes here and there and, you know, they alternate products, but more or less the, the, the system or their SOPs are, are, simplistic in nature right um but the bigger brands i mean the, the the main difference i would say between these smaller brands and the bigger brands in terms of strategy and what they do uh is that uh, the bigger uh, folks and i'm talking when i say bigger i mean people who are spending you know hundred thousand a month to you know 50 to even a hundred thousand a day okay is they have campaigns. They have very good structure of campaigns. That's number one, right? So they have uh, campaigns that are uh, for testing. They have campaigns that are for prospecting uh, new audiences and different uh, interests. They have uh, cold campaigns, warm campaigns, uh, hot campaigns. You know, these are different parts of the funnel uh, that they're essentially targeting, um, retargeting for all of those, all those funnels. Um, but that is the one key difference I've noticed is that there's more under, there's a deeper level of understanding that, hey, a business is more than just a one trick pony. There are other things that you can, there are other levers in the business that you can push um, and tweak, you know, uh, kind of kind of circling back to this whole AOV thing. You know, th the way I kind of look at it is like, look, you have, you know, average order value and, you know, the cost to acquire a customer, they're like offense and defense, right? So with average order value, these are things that you can control, 
in your business. The cost for acquisition is not something that you can always control because a lot of that has to do with how many competitors are in the space. It has to do with uh, how Facebook is feeling that day in terms of yeah. CPMs. You know, like for there's sure. not much you can do about your costs, but there's a lot that you can do uh, in terms of engineering the business and flowing traffic through your business in a smart way that um, enables you to generate enough revenue to offset uh, CPA. And I, and I find that if you can figure out offense, you know, the defensive part of it kind of, you know, sorts itself out. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that, I mean, I, I would say, you know, take inventory, man, of, of what, of, of, of the business and also all the different levers. And I think that the folks who tend to those levers, uh, um, you know, on the front end, as well as the back end tend to succeed, uh, uh, on, a, on a much higher, more, much higher ratio than than the awesome. one trick ponies, I would say. Yeah, and I think to to sort of jump on what you said there, um, when we're it's a good conversation, man, I love this. Look at shit. <laughs> yeah, when we're when we're looking at um, account structures, like you're talking about, we you know this this happened maybe about a year year and a half ago. Um, we moved to like a very simplified structure right uh-huh. simplifying everything um there was i mean there was one point in time where we had like one ad account it was just a disaster just ad sets <laughs> everywhere right because it was like it was like constantly testing but testing wasn't simple wasn't structured simplified you know in, in a simplified way either um and so we sort of learned from that like hey this is just a giant mess that we have to like how 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 we're building Rated. our reports we have to like manually build the reports by going in there and like taking all the data that we want right oh god <laughs> and so and so that led us down the account simplification path right um which then led us to you know you have facebook came out with the power five strategy right which uh, they they definitely stole from some some agency somewhere right mm-hmm. and it was like oh hey yeah that's what they cool. do by the way they don't do any yeah. uh, support they just rip off whatever's working yeah hey would you like to be on our blueprint <laughs> yeah that's that's what they do so they, they 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 copy some stuff um and or then they just rename it something like so for example they just came out with this thing called discovery commerce because one of our clients was like hey you know what facebook came out with this thing called discovery commerce we're curious to learn more about that like let's talk about it i was like okay so i go like what is discovery commerce i look online there's a blueprint blueprint course for it so i'm like cool i'll take it and like it was like a friday afternoon i took it like an hour took me an hour to go through the whole thing um it was like you know a ton of different videos and i was like this is just ridiculous like all this is is just e-commerce marketing like (laughs) one-on-one and it's just like they the way that they um sort of describe everything they change the names they they use the word liquidity quite a bit placement liquidity ad spend liquidity you know audience liquidity and it's like what like, why are you trying to make it more complicated? Like, is it, stop, is it, stop trying to make this a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a that, thing. <laughs> it's like that kid at school that like to use big words just to sound smart. Like that's, I was like, Oh, this is painful. Like you learned that in the dictionary today. <laughs> I could create one video in 10 minutes that would describe everything that took me an hour to learn. Um, no. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to see that on top of that. I think, you know, funny. Um, looking at, sort of like, you know, Facebook and running ads and, and everything. Um, really what we see is you going back to omni-channel and the ecosystem. The ecosystem is so important to have everything rolling, right? 
it would be like uh-huh. if you went into the Amazon rainforest and you have this lush ecosystem where everything's sort of thriving together, right? And everything has its place. That's sort of how we have to look at it, right? Do you want a desert with one tree? And that one tree is your channel and that's a silo channel and you can call it Facebook, you can call it whatever you want, whatever channel uh-huh. it is. Or do you want this lush, lush ecosystem? And and you have to build it and it's, and yes, it is painful. It's a grind, right? Nothing's easy. And, and it's becoming ever more difficult every day. Like the barrier to entry keeps on increasing, right? Uh-huh. And so I think too, talking about the ecosystem and then also looking at um what was it 2017 so if we if we rewind back um from early 2000s through 2016 on average there were about 600 to 700 new agencies new new business forms every year that were agencies yeah. or marketing agencies 2017 over 7000 new agencies in one year and that's cuz of facebook Right now, I don't know how many since then. I just remember seeing that data. I don't know how many since then, but I'm willing to bet at by the end of this year, that number will have dwindled and, and, and sort of what it will follow too, which is very sad is it will follow small business, right? Because small business is going to dwindle like this, these updates, these iOS updates, who they really hurt the most isn't Facebook. Uh It's really small businesses. Those, those mom and pops, um businesses where they may have like the 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 owners are married and they work there like that's their job they basically just created a job for themselves like most people think if you own a business you're rich well that that ain't the case no it's not the case and so so i that's what i think you're 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 the first free employee (laughs) yeah Yeah. you're the only one that's not getting paid (laughs) typically (laughs) yeah funny how that works (laughs) No, and and so I, I think it's going to be interesting to sort of see that dynamic. Um, and to be honest, I don't see anything popping up that could fix that. You add insult to injury, Amazon has just increased market share over the past year. Um, the only here's a, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you think about Apple? I kind of see this as a as a big power move by Apple. Do you think Apple will uh, produce some kind of advertising component or business? Yep. Because already- I mean, look, a- Apple owns the majority share of all um, of all phone handsets in the United States. I mean, they have in- insane amounts of leverage. You so know, they are they are the gatekeepers essentially. I think we already are starting to see this. So they're already beta testing um, search ads through Safari or their their native uh, apps. Um, <clears throat> excuse me and. They uh, in September, you know, they launched the the latest phone, whatever that's going to be, um, and they're pushing for the newest update within the next year is going to be this sort of social mechanism through the phone. So how can you connect with people, sort of like Facebook, but via the phone? So I I know that they're they're like, talking uh, about NFC that. or something, or uh, you know, more like messaging, um, you know, multi multi chat. FaceTime, like all these different ways to be able to just connect with communities, right? That's really, that's really what it's about. So Facebook has understood this for a while. Like community is what Facebook is all about. That's what they created groups, Facebook groups. Um, so, so yeah, and I definitely think Apple is jumping on this train for sure. Yeah. Why would they're collecting, they're collecting all this data. They got to use it somehow. Right. And then not only that, but I guarantee you this deal that they, that Apple made with Facebook where they'll send 
um, that purchase event, I guarantee Facebook has to pay for that. Guarantee. Right? You know what? To, to be honest with you, I, I know this might seem counterproductive because, you know, I use Facebook, um, you know, uh, a lot, you know, for, for even the things I do. But I think it's good, man. I, 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 I'm actually happy that there are other players because, you know, one of my biggest fears uh, as a marketer is that, you know, uh, you know, it seems like as time goes on, there's there's less and less um, players or there's less and less ways to get your message out there. Right. So you have, you know, like Facebook is notorious for buying all of their competitors. And if they can't buy them, they'll copy them. And, uh, you know, that kind of stifles innovation, man. And, and, and uh, even though Apple is kind of a big uh, conglomerate themselves, um, I, I think it's interesting that, uh, you know, that, that they would go this, that they would go this route. And, uh, you know, just again, it, it, you know, if you, if you look at it from the lens of how I look at things, you know, and I've said this a few times on this on our call, but like if you're a principle-based agency and you, you understand principles, you know, it doesn't matter what channel, it doesn't matter what traffic source, you know, you, you'll be able to make something work. And, um, you know, as a, as a marketer, that's the part that excites me is that, hey, there's a new player, <laughs> you know, a new, a new player has entered the match, you know, and uh, I'm curious to see how that plays out, you know. Well, I think um, I, I do like, you know, diversity as far as like com competition. Um, I think the biggest problem is we see that there's seven corporations now that control over 50% of the market. Um, but I am, you know, especially working in the e-commerce and retail world, I am more concerned with Amazon than I am Apple. Mm. Now, the good news is, um, even though Amazon has like scooped up, I'm not Amazon, a fan Walmart, of both have, have scooped up. I buy up so stuff much. from Amazon, but I'm yeah. not a big fan of their. They have like predatory business model for sure. Oh yeah. Oh no, for sure. And they treat their employees like trash. Um, the sort of the glass half full. I wouldn't say it's a good thing, but glass half full is they have a hundred and fifty percent turnover rate. That means for every ten uh, people they hire, fifteen are leaving. And at some insane. point in time, they're going to go through the entire blue collar service-based industry workforce. Like if they keep that up. Mm -hmm. So the market is sort of forcing their hand there. Mm -hmm. and, and it sort of it goes to show like, you know, they, they can use automation, right? They're, um, my wife's brother is on the, um, up in Montreal, they're building uh, Amazon place up there that's fully automated. Wow. Right. Yeah, I've seen uh, them. I've seen them. They they, uh, they have them in China, actually. I don't know if you've seen them. They have these uh, these little rolling carts that are yeah. fully autonomous, man. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen those. No, you still have to have people work there. And I think that's where a lot of them get hurt, too, is mm. and, and get injured and where injuries come from. Um, but yeah, I know it's the uh, it's sort of the, Amazon's the new company, man. You know, it's like you get paid by them and you might as well just get paid in Amazon bucks because you're going to turn around and spend it at Amazon. Yeah, right. <laughs> like Disneyland. It's like, like this vicious. You like some Mickey, Mickey dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But um, yeah, overall, you know, I, at, at the end of the day, I think that we're still going to do really well, especially those who can afford to pivot. Um, small mm -hmm. business, not so much. 
but it'll it'll sort of find its way back the the way the market works is sort of how it how it happens you know there's the the pendulum has to swing hard any given way so but there's going to be turbulence for sure yep but hey i want to say thanks for coming on and thanks for chatting with me aiden Um, absolutely man thank you for having me yeah for sure where can people connect with you online um probably the best place is gonna be my uh facebook so it's facebook.com slash um aiden delacruz a-d-a-n-d-e-l-a-c-r-u-z or you can just google me linkedin or something like that uh, i'm not too active on facebook even though i'm you know i'm usually active on the ad ad manager side not so much yeah. on the uh on the platform side but uh probably there or uh linkedin would probably be the best way to reach out if you have any questions cool man hey well i appreciate you coming on and chatting yes sir man thank you for having me appreciate it it was a great chat talk to you later bye